When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's, uh, it's me, Neil Brennan. I'm tired of stating the premise of the podcast. You kind of figured it out by now. You know what? We may get some new viewers on this one, so I'll explain it. I have a special on Netflix called Blocks, where I talk about things that make me feel like something's wrong with me, make me feel like I'm alone in the world, isolated, fucked up. Jimmy Carr had the idea to have my friends come on, tell me about their blocks. And today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, is a five-time Netflix champion, four-time? five-time Netflix champion, podcaster, and uh, a solid dude, Tom Segura, everybody. Yay. Yay. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Here was the thing. You were hiding. You're kind of handsome. <laughs> Thank you. You were hiding it. Thank you very much. You were hiding it. And now you're, but you have very symmetrical eyes. You have a decent skin tone. The gray works with your your ready reddish skin tone. It's, a tan helps everybody. Yeah, a tan helps. So you, I feel like things are going especially well for you in a way that must be it. There, it's got to be beyond your imagination. Yeah, I mean, I, I none of this stuff was something that we even talked about. You know, yeah. like I was talking about like uh, career wise. You know, when I started out you just heard about people selling out clubs uh -huh. and you're like, that's insane. How? And you go, yeah. how, how, yeah. And by the way, I want to point out that's still incredible. Yep. It's, it's kind of been diminished by I some know. people and it's like, it's fucking crazy that you can announce a show at the improv somewhere and that 300 people yes. come out that night, let alone if they come out three nights in a row to six, like that is yeah. remarkable. But I really thought, that there's just no way like i just thought I, I saw people do i worked with people that were doing that and i was like that's i guess you gotta be a movie star or something yeah sitcom because uh, they were they yeah. were either in movies or sitcoms and then you know i was like that's the coolest thing ever and you'd hear about you know their checks and you're like that's in i can't wrap my head around that yeah you're like how what do you, huh what? yeah didn't yeah. i didn't understand it it's just wild it's um the landscape has changed. I'm, I'm also like one of these people that I'm very, a lot of our friends are delusional <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty realistic about yeah. things. And I also realize that that landscape has changed in that, like we just happen to be active in this time where this is happening. Yeah. Meaning like if I were the same guy with the same work ethic and the same, like, and it was like. In 1989. It just be, I just, you yeah. know, I'd, I'd probably work clubs all the time and um you know if i lucked out had a, maybe a couple specials over time like on comedy central that was like the only thing that was like what you wanted to do I mean, that's yeah. what i wanted to do in the early yeah. 2000s it just so happened that things just i mean it is so nuts how many people are doing theaters and arenas yeah. like it's it's it was like a few and now it's dozens you know yeah. it's dozens 
Yeah, probably over 30 people doing theaters. And I counted 12 people doing arenas. Which is insane. It's insane. I kind of think it's more than like rock and roll music. It kind of is. I mean, probably not hip hop. I'm sure there's around 15 to 20 hip hop acts they can do. Yeah. Arenas. But I've been to these places too where they're like, you look on the wall of like, who's there? And it's all music acts. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, a couple of you guys are here too. And you're like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. And I, I, I'm with you in terms of like what it, I was asking, I did, uh, I did the Wilbur theater twice this weekend. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Unbelievable. Right. One of the great, great venues. Yes. Could like used to dream if I could just do one Wilbur and then I well, did. Cause it's the theater that you play like a club. Like it right. has club feel. Correct. And that, and it's a theater. But it's a thousand people. Yeah. Just doing it one, every, a thousand people came to, agreed to come at that time is like amazing. But I was talking to the guy, Bill Blumenreich, who, who owns it and runs he's it. He's hilarious. We, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's got absolutely. great, great stories. Uh, but what people used to make was like not a lot. Of, you'd make 500 bucks a show, even if you sold it out in, in, in clubs. And now it's, it's why these, some of these, uh, talent managers you're like yeah dude <laughs> that's this is not a thing like i get it if you got your commission then yeah but if like your guy just does this all the time like yeah. you're not really supposed we deserve to. more money yeah. you don't you're not uh, really what are you doing hey did you make your flight yeah i did <laughs> thanks yeah um okay so so what do you make what do you what is what do you think of the success beyond what's it like to be you? Are you, are you proud of yourself? I know it's a broad question, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's amazing. I think it's like, you know, it sounds what I, I can't believe it. Uh-huh. Um, it kind of doesn't feel real in some ways, you know, like you kind of yeah. go like, like I, I never think, I know this sounds like I'm trying to be modest. I never think when I walk into a room and someone looks at me that they're a fan or that they like me. You're a fool if you do. I don't think that. Yeah. And when they go like like that, I'll be like something on my head. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wait. I always wait for confirmation. You're like a quarterback checking the like yeah the thing you the whatever they call it, like the you do that route no that. What could it be? Oh, I don't assume that yes. they're going to be like, I like you. <laughs> I don't assume <laughs> that. Um, so I, I am kind of in disbelief of it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's wild to me. It's weird. It's a weird thing to, to be like having done this. I haven't done anything else in 20 years now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I had side jobs and everything, but I still approach doing it the same way. Like when I put out my first album in 2010, I pretended like everyone had heard the album. I told myself it was like, you know what I mean? Like I went into it like, you have to act like everyone's heard this, even though, I don't know, a few thousand people heard it. And so it kept me just like thinking about the next thing, the next hour of standup. Oh, all right. right. So you weren't, it seemed like a contradiction. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, everybody knows me. You were like, like, this material's dead. I can't ever repeat it. Yeah. And so I... I just approach stand up the same way. And I think like in order to not get distracted by, you know, the level of success involved in it, I, I just have to think about stand up. Like, you yeah. know, that's the, that's the only thing that works for me. And so, yeah, I don't know that. And like, I mean, honestly having family helps 
because you it's really you know kids are very they're super normal super normal grounding uh you don't lose yourself in much when you have kids do you ever use the success as an escape mechanism from your kids (laughs) do you know what i mean like if you're like let me just see how many arenas let me see what how many arenas i'm doing next year with because my kid just puked on me uh yeah of course no i always think about that stuff and i also like if they get particularly shitty i'll be like do you know how many fucking tickets i moved this week yeah they'll be like what moved yeah and they're like whatever i'm like i'm just i'm above this man yeah i'm I'm (laughs) way above you're lucky i'm here yeah yeah Yeah. i hope they realize that they don't no they won't and has it changed your overall mood you go through these ways it's not consistent like the what i'm asking is just for that like do you does the level of success adding shows adding money adding objects what's the emotional arc of it i think the arc is that there's an excitement when it starts then there's like you get the funny thing is how used to it you get so fast hours you're like oh my god and then you're like yeah but i'm not even like in an arrogant way you're like well that's just the thing now yeah it's funny how you hear this like your whole life. You hear it about like usually like rock stars and stuff. But they'll be like, yeah, it's not, there's nothing up there. And it's, yeah. and it's not fulfilling. And you're like, bullshit. Let me see. And the real answer for me is that it's bullshit if you try to say that having money and access to things doesn't make life easier. Of course it does. Yeah. But it is not ultimately fulfilling. You do not actually feel complete by the fact that you got paid well or you acquired a thing. And you think, I think at some point you think that that will be the case. Well, if I Maybe I just wasn't enough money this time. Maybe there's probably a better amount. And when I move up to that, that'll make me feel complete and fulfilled. And it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I I can say- No, I don't. I mean, it doesn't. It's universal. Yeah. Prince had a good line, which is, um, money won't buy you happiness, but it'll, it'll help pay for the search. <laughs> That's very good. That's pretty good. Died of That's, a drug overdose. Yeah, but, but yeah, but before that drugs are cool. I, I should say that, but you don't, do you do, you do the good one. You do the fun ones. You do Coke. You do, uh, mm, no I wish. Shit. I know. I, know. I, I got scared. I got scared too young. I overdosed when I was 19. Really? Yeah. So when you on what I took a bunch of GHB, drank a bunch ecstasy like all together in one night and it was really the amount of ghb and the booze which was like you weren't supposed to mix them ever and i just ended up in a coma so when you when you have that early yeah it's and i could see the path i was on because i was trying thing i was in college and coke would have been a natural thing but it's too it's too terrifying like i was too scared by that i thought you were going to say len bias len bias was my dog yeah i mean yeah (laughs) one of your road dogs They're like yeah, <laughs> yeah. i w- that did it for me i've done co- i've oh, literally no. done this once and i did a bump the night after my comedy central you did? hour because i just was like well it'd be funny if i died if i do this bump and i die that's funny you really committed but, yeah, yeah like i did and i did one line and i was like i don't even know why this is famous i don't know why i've heard of this drug what's that shit um that people are like they're like stay away from it and they're they're, they're saying that it helps you they're selling it like as a workout supplement too. Uh, Cre- is it? Uh, oh, Kratom. Yeah. Yeah. 
that gives you like this uh, in certain doses it gives you like this euphoric kind of like feel yes. good thing but people are using it sometimes to get off of opiates yes i i used to eat it i used to take i, used I to, took the liquid form of it and i was like i feel great and then yeah. people were like be like, a lot of people were like warning me to be yeah. careful i don't know i never i was taking it every four days do you trust for, donated drugs no. do you, okay i get thrown stuff yeah. given stuff never Okay. Do you give it to somebody and they do it? Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. There's always someone to stand up who's like, yeah, fine. Yeah, I don't give it a Yeah. Yeah. How do you like the road? You're like really on the road. You're like Kenny Rogers on the road. Yeah. I, I overdid it on this tour, but also touring is like, I've never known anything else, honestly. I mean, mm -hmm. as an adult, like, sure, I started, I wasn't touring out, out of the gate, but I started touring heavily. And I mean, heavily as a middle act in 2006. So, by 2007, I was like, yeah, I, I worked 35 weeks last year. I was yeah. a middle, but I still was like yeah. all over the place. It's never, ever been paired. The like, only time it ever came down was was pandemic, like 2020, where it like was like, no, you're staying home. And then we still were like finding, oh, Oklahoma City's allowing it. And you're like, go do a show there. You know, like, yeah. Like, I mean, touring is natural to me. Do you fly well? Like, meaning, like, I can't stay awake on flights, so it's kind of invisible. Oh. Like, I just get on a plane and my, like... Oh, really? Yeah. I'm jealous I'm of lucky. you. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm up. I'm usually awake for flights. I, it has, I have to be, like, ex beyond exhausted to sleep on a flight. But I also... Flights don't bother me. Like, I have friends that are scared of flying. Yeah. I have people that, uh, you know, I'm... I mean, I'm taking flying lessons, so... Have you really? Yeah. Cool. That's a... That's a... That's the money level. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's a that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> that's the Bill Burr level unlocked. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do some blocks real quick, guys. Okay. I'd like to say up front that Tom uh, was very, very good. A lot of people won't send the blocks. You sent them last night. Why won't they send them? I think they want they want a cool guy. At, oh. They want to like, ah, hey, let's just, but people. Let's just let it go easy. Yeah. Man. Let's Thanks. just, let's let the, let's jazz. People don't like jazz. Number one, body image. Yeah, that's a big one. But okay, you lost weight. What made you lose weight? Were you, okay, you were always like kind of a every picture of you is like you're you're a chunkster, right? Did you care back then? Yeah, of course. And I and I also remember like this is a thing like even some of my friends now, it's been so long, they don't remember that when they met me, I wasn't chunk like they don't remember. Like when, when they, did you get fat? High school? Well, here's the thing. I've been up and down my whole life. So I got fat in high school, like at a graduated fat, but in college I lost all the weight. And when I moved to LA, I was 180, 185 pounds. So everybody that I met 2002, 2003, like I was a 185, 190 pound dude, including like, like Bert, he's like, I don't remember that. I'm like, cause you think about yourself all the time, but, <laughs> but like, that's how you met me. And then I slowly gained weight again. So I'm saying it's always been a, a, a struggle or like an issue that I feel like I resent. I think I resent that that's. You resent that your body wants to do that or you rent. I resent that my body wants to do that. I also resent that it's part of my story. I hate that. I, I Oh yeah. You know, I like know what I, you mean. I wish it weren't. Yeah. Part of something I had to deal with. Acknowledge. And it's just like how did to quote Larry King. How did you gain all the weight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the college? Yeah, yeah. 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 How'd you gain the weight? That's <laughs> so funny. He's like, uh, he was so uh, thrown by that. Uh, yeah. How did you gain all the weight? Um, 
just eating a lot. Just eating, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, it's it's there's nothing. There's no know, secret. Yeah, it's funny if you just eat like shit. And eat like shit. Don't don't move. move a lot. Yeah, you'll get fatter. It's so that was simple. kind of it. I mean, yeah. Did you have the delusional thing where you're like, well, this is kind of sculpted was there like it's but it's hard fat and that there's no i you, there's different delusions i went i had walk me through the delusions as you see yeah the, the, well so first of all i remember i remember shooting this thing in 05 so i've been out here or three years and when i went to grab the pants for it they didn't close and i was like that's weird because they've been my pants for a few years i was like this is weird. someone switched my pants someone, out someone took my pants <laughs> And you sewed them. They must have done some sewing. What the fuck? Yeah. And then I weighed myself. And I, you know, it sounds like it was out of nowhere, but I was like 225. And I was like, that's weird because I'm not 225. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) They Uh, fuck with the scale too. Yeah. Change the scale. They change the pants. What are they doing in this house, man? So I feel like I just was like. They put fat prosthetics. All over my neck (laughs) and my waist. While I was asleep. This is bullshit. But the thing is, at that time, I was like kind of figuring out what kind of stand-up I am. Uh-huh. And I was, you know, I was a real club guy. I always had like dirty jokes and and, and I was like kind of fits like right. being 20 pounds I have or whatever. A fat over, act. Yeah. That's what you were this, saying. Yeah. yeah. Or it's, and it's gonna get fatter, I think, you know? <laughs> so I I started to like I, I let myself believe that hey, that's part of who you are. Now you can be like this slovenly, up late, eat late, have a couple drinks, talk about porn, whatever, like it fits. Yeah. And so you just kind of like allow that. And then the next year, like there's no keeping it like in check. There's, so it, you can't get a little, it's going to just start headed that way. It starts to get just worse yeah. pretty quickly, you know, like uh, within, I don't know, another year, another, <laughs> excuse me, 10, 15 pounds, easy, right? So it's just starting to go up. And at that point, I think I have full blinders on too. Like where, you know, there's this thing you do when you're, anyone who's overweight does this, which is like when you walk, when you see yourself in a mirror, faster than you can actually say it or think it you adjust for the mirror to look like less fat so like you it's it's a it's a fascinating thing that the mind does because you look in a mirror and, and let's say you go like um you know your face whatever looks fat you just go like this and then you go that's what i like in the in the brief second right. you go, that's what i look like and then you just kind of like turn away from the mirror you're not and that's why a lot of people overweight like hate having their photos or they'll be like you know let me yeah. see that photo before you post it it's like they want to represent themselves yeah. in a way that looks presentable. They don't want it yeah. to look like what they really look like. Do you think like. it's true? Do you think like the angle is true? Is like the that's the part at of the delusion angle, in, the, in the moment. The at rest angle is a mistake, right? Yes. Have you ever gone? There's a fat person coming, and then it was you. <laughs> <laughs> there's a time I remember sitting on flights and I go like like this and felt my finger here and thought someone was touching me. <laughs> I'm like, who's touching? I was like, oh, that's me touching myself. You're haunting yourself. Yeah, like touching a fat roll that's hanging. But the fucked up thing about it is like how much mental space it occupies in you. Yeah. You you all day, right? Like you you have these these thoughts about like you're unhappy with the way that you look and the way that you feel. Because that's the other thing is like the one thing is the aesthetic thing of like this isn't 
the most flattering to look at. You also don't feel great. You don't feel great physically. You don't feel in a way great. you're aware of. Yeah, exactly. And and you're but like you're emotionally beat up by it. You know what I mean? And it's I keep thinking of the fat bastard monologue from Austin Powers uh-huh. too. Oh yeah. Too. I eat because I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy because I eat. Yeah. And that's <laughs> and it's that all that is true. And then the to make it extra fucked up, and this is like why human beings are so fascinating, is that you go. I'm just not going like I'm just not going to address this. Or you'll think about like how miserable you are about it and then you'll sit down and be like what do you want to eat and you'll be like how about like a triple bacon cheeseburger with fries like you'll just order the worst thing to eat and then you'll sit there and be like yeah I'm just And not. it's it really is because you're unhappy. Well, I think it's you're unhappy and you're scared you're I think you're actually scared to try. You know how people they well, go Well, it's also you also probably realize it's a multi-year thing and it's forever. It is forever. I think at the time too, you go, if I have a salad right now instead of this thing, what's that going to do? What's right. That, you know, I'm just going to wish I'd eaten this. So I'll just eat this. And then <laughs> why dream of this when yeah, I can live it? Yeah, exactly. And then you just stay in this fucking pattern. You stay in this, in this cycle of like eating shitty food, not exercising, sleeping like shit, waking up feeling Did you tired. Have, I, that's a funny one that Americans eat so much they can't they it breaks their sleep it fucking it's, it's insane yeah and then you're like you know you start snoring crazy yeah right and you're like i don't know why i'm snoring so much and they're like i think it's because your face meat is obstructing the yeah, air it's passage a, i have a suspicion yeah. and hear me out yeah you're 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 not your body's fucked up yeah. you've ruined your body yeah and it takes a long time before you recognize this. I think you have to be out of it before you can see it. Snoring Crazy is such a funny, it's like a Richard Pryor album title. It's, I know. This motherfucker snores, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, you don't see it when you're in it. And then you do see it once you're like addressing it is how much you are emotionally eating. Like people go like, oh, I'm an emotional eater. You hear that. I think when you're in it, you're like, mm, I don't really know what you're talking about. Like, that's how you're delusional you are. Don't know what you're talking about. As you are able to start addressing these issues and like working on it, then you see it more clearly. You're like, oh, I was stressed out or, or, or anxious. And I was just like. And is it a thing like where people that are alcoholics will be like, we should get a drink. We should. Bad news. We got a drink. Good news. We got a drink. No news. I'm bored. We got a drink. Absolutely. Like, it's the same thing. I think it's the same thing. I think it's like, great show. Let's go have yeah. a, like a fucking banquet. <laughs> right? I mean, that was like, that was like a big thing. It's like, that yeah. was, tonight was great. Let's fucking shut this restaurant down. You yes. Know? I mean, yeah, bad show. You're like, oh, let's fucking get. We got to shut this restaurant down. <laughs> we can shut this shit down. <laughs> but yeah, all, all emotions were like tied to eating crazy amounts and of food. Yeah, as like punctuation. Mm-hmm. And why does the delusion creep up on you? Yeah. Because you're saying like, you're explaining all the delusion. I'm assuming, are you, and my second question is, are you judgmental of other fat people? Very. <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah, great. No, it's bad. Real human. I mean, I here's the thing. I also, I feel like a lot of it's tied to the effort I see. If I see somebody who's really overweight and like trying, I'm like the biggest cheerleader for that person. 
if I see somebody who's in their delusion and like acting like it's not a thing, I'll be like, the fuck is wrong with you? You know, I'll judge them. Not necessarily to their, I'm not going to like say yeah. that to their face, but yeah, I'll, I'll judge. You don't confront them. <laughs> hey, fatty, what the fuck is all this? I don't like when people get me involved in their weight loss journey and then they just get fat again. Yeah. It's like, dog, come on. Pick it. You're like, didn't you say that? What's yeah, it going to be? Yeah, I said it to Eric Griffin one time where I was like, like you got it. You can't. And what, I said what are we doing Oprah. Here? What are we doing? Are yeah, we, like what? I'm not, don't get me involved. Yeah don't get me emotionally invested and then when you're making decisions yeah <laughs> but i have to be i have to root but for you one of the things that i think is great about like people talking about this or even like a show like yours is that i saw a clip of you saying that you are like oh you might love handles or something right one night on stage you go hey i see you grabbing your love handles which yeah most people are like what <laughs> like this guy yeah but the reason that that's good is that it makes everybody go like, oh, yeah, like this isn't just like everybody has that self-critical voice. Yeah. And when they see somebody who's like objectively a thin guy who still is critical of themselves, it actually goes like it makes you go like, oh, even like even he. Even a hero. Even a great guy like this. Yeah. One of the great men. One of the Mr. Olympia is yeah. fucking criticizing um, himself. Hi. Here's the thing about bird dogs. They sent me the box. It looked pretty good, guys. Not going to lie to you. You know what's nice about getting older is things get, like, products get better. So they got, like, bird dogs, stretch khaki shorts. They fit slimmer because, you know, back in my day, all shorts were super boxy. These are tight around the leg, which, let's be honest, pretty cute. And bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. I happen to agree. I also want to say, you know those apps where they have crimes in your neighborhood? There's a lot of garbage on those things and don't listen to them. It's a lot of misinformation out there. If you see stories about me in the next few weeks, again, I need you guys to know that some of my personal enemies are out to get me and uh, just focus on the bottom of the pictures that are flashing on screen right now. Go to birddogs.com, birddogs, one word, dot com slash N-E-A-L or enter promo code N-E-A-L for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash Neil or promo code Neil for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Guys, do you know I used to do professional voiceover work? I don't want to say for what, but it was pretty good. With HelloFresh, you get fresh form, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. From chef-crafted seasonal recipes to their new fresh and fit summer menu, HelloFresh brings flavor right to your door. What I just did was called smiling you do voiceover and you smile and it sounds differently. If I had said, right to your door, sounds, but if I smile and go right to your door, you can tell. Pre-portioned ingredients help cut down on food waste while step-by-step -step instructions make cooking a breeze, not a chore. You hear the smile? Make your home the hangout place this summer with crowd-pleasing eats. No thanks. Don't come over. From a backyard bratwurst bar to tangy key lime pie, please don't come. HelloFresh Market makes summer entertaining a cinch. 
Look, you know I don't do it, but for other people, it's fun. I've been doing HelloFresh recently, and it's good. It's what I want. Basically, it's got tofu, because you know I don't eat meat. They got rice. They got veggies. The veggies, surprisingly good. But their ingredients travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days for quality you can taste. They got stuff a guy like Neil eats. They got uh, some pastas in there. Threw some of those in. This is very nice. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Neil50, N-E-A-L-5-0, and use code Neil50, N-E-A-L-5-0, for, you guessed it, 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash N-E-A-L-5-0, and use code Neil50 for 50% off plus free shipping. It's a good deal. Guys, we don't do bad deals on here. Never have, except for probably a couple of times. But, eh, you know. The psychology of it's fascinating to me. It totally is. And and here's the thing. It, it never like really like, you know, I'm always thinking that I look terrible and that someone's judging me. You look me. great, dude. And I don't say it like, I mean like you're, it, it's an odd thing where you look like you look like Rogan. Rogan's the stunt double for you. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you. Like, yeah. all right, let's get the the guy and he's going to drive the car off the cliff. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I'll be in my I'll trailer. Right there. Yeah. I, uh, I, that's <laughs> very funny. I've, I've made like, I've made progress in, in, in the sense that uh, I'm still like pretty critical, I think of myself physically, but like have gotten to the point where like, you know, I was at the beach and you like, were, we were downstairs. You almost popped off a croissant. <laughs> I said, no. Yeah. You said no, but you were like, you entertained it. I just said, so, what are you doing to us? Yeah. No, I, but I, it felt like it was in the realm of possibility that you might go like, fuck it. Yeah. Well, are, do you have like a strict regimen? I wouldn't say it's super strict, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten one. Um, because I probably would, what I do now is like, Oh, a croissant. I'm not going to fuck with this guy's croissant because I know where the best croissants are. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, if I really want one, I'm going to make myself go there. My point is I would indulge in something that was spectacular. Yeah. Whereas 10 years ago, I'd be like, I, I, I call it like a uh, reckless. Is it self-loathing? Is it self? And it really is just this self-loathing uh, feedback loop. I kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then hate it, you know, man, that's good. Or, you know, like that was such a good croissant, but like, God, and then I'd be like, man, I feel like, like I look like shit. I feel like shit. And then I always like would, you know, I, I, I had when I was younger, so many times where I want to say like so many times, but a few times where a woman would like me and like make it very clear. And I would just turn her down like, because I was like, yeah, but you won't. You must have almost dreaded being taking your shirt off. Yeah, at times, but I also just dreaded like I was like she won't actually like this. She like she doesn't know that I'm overweight. Like like she's blind. <laughs> like she doesn't know I'm fat. She she can't How possibly could like she? this. Yeah. She can't see. It's my secret. Through this shirt. She's you know? seen photos where I did this. So she's going to She knows I'm actually she thinks I'm this guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's so crazy. But it's all like yeah, it's all crazy. Fucking, but we are. It's this weird thing about being a human is like we're dropped into these bodies. Yeah, and sometimes they feel like this is me. Yeah, 
And then other times it just feels like this thing we're in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my body. Ah. Yeah. And then, but if it's asleep, you're like, what is this? What is this? Like, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. And then the the psychology around it is very hard to untangle. It is. What was hardest? Like the, just the eating differently or eating is the, the mental portion? Well, I guess they're kind of all tied together. I mean, yeah. changing how you actually eat. When you, I think when you, especially when you're like, overly and indulging and overeating all the time it's like it really is something you have to focus on you have to it like, must feel like a demotion also yeah, like but the, the funny thing is though that like as soon as you find a pattern of good like it's not you you yeah you like i wake up every day and i basically have yogurt with blueberries some like and i don't go like oh fuck yeah i gotta eat this bullshit like i it's just what i go to eat yeah you know, it's and I, and I feel better. It's funny, like I'm like, oh yeah, there isn't like a crippling diarrhea every day because I'm not eating garbage. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I used to eat so crazy, and I'd be like, I don't know what's going on with my stomach. <laughs> and then I meet people now who are like the same. Like they'll be like, man, I was up all night. I was like, yeah, what do you think it was? Do you think it was? I can't, the fucking, I can't figure it out. You had that gyro with the fries. And the two pieces of baklava, I don't, or the goat, was it the feta block of feta cheese? What do you think it was? I, don't, I definitely like, wasn't that. I don't know, man, but something's going on in my stomach. I, I have a, I don't know if I've ever talked about it here, but I, there's a thing called Occam's razor, which is just a, it's basically like whatever the most obvious explanation for something is. Razor? Occam's razor, uh, AKA. I thought it was like a Gillette thing. Okay. <laughs> no? I mean, it might be. I don't know where it's from, but it's, it means whatever the most obvious explanation is, that's the explanation. And that's a whole, and, but we do it. We love denying it. Like yeah. it couldn't be the block of feta cheese. It right. couldn't be the Swedish fish that I ate at yeah. one fifteen in the morning. No, but the psychological one, like it couldn't be, well, I know I don't like distant women cause my mother's distant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's no possible. It's like, no dude, whatever the most obvious explanation is, that's what, that's what is happening. That's what's happening. The way that the human mind operates that allows the it the way that it allows you to get through the day mm -hmm. is by taking things uh, away from your point of view and going, yep, it must be over here because these it's things like I don't like. It's like a, it's like your brain is basically like a horrible entourage. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'm like, no, boss, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> no, nah, man, they something fucked up. It, somebody must have put some shit in your food. Yeah. That's the only reason I have diarrhea. Those Not, uh, cheese bacon balls ain't it, dog. No, nah, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'll tell you what, them shit's too delicious. They were delicious. Fuck. No, yeah. they wouldn't, it wouldn't be like that. It wouldn't hurt your stomach like um, Forgive the black voice, guys. You get what we're saying. You know what it is. You already know what it is. <laughs> All right, that's a good block. Number two. This is a fucking fascinating one, especially from you. Fear that I don't know who I am or what I like. Yeah. I'll tell you something. I was I was talking to a woman friend of mine who's in her 20s, and she said she was in she's in her late 20s, and she's like, I don't even know who I am. I just figure out what guys like and do that. Mm. Which I feel like that's most women in their 20s. Sure. What is your, how, how is that a problem for you? Well, I think it's a, first of all, I think it's a lifelong thing. Mm -hmm. So I think it probably. I, yeah, I should also say it's a problem for me too. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's, it's so. But it seems like it couldn't be for you because you really? seem so confident. Dude, yeah. I told you your special is like easy. 
it's like easy money. It seems like your heart rate never goes above 48. Yeah. I wish my dad was still here, you know? He died a few months ago, and I understand it's part of life, you know, it happens to everybody. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I'd never visited somebody sick in the hospital. That was a new experience for me. And it's strange, if you've never done it, you get to the hospital, and then somebody that works there goes, uh, are you here to see? And you go, yeah. And they go, yeah, they're gonna die soon. And you're like, I thought so too, that's why I came. You're just like, yeah, so what else? Where are <laughs> yeah, we? Well, uh, my heart rate is actually very low. Great. Um, all the time. It shows. It, yeah, it shows. I'm barely alive, actually. <laughs> Great. I don't know. I, I, I think this, so this, this, it's this lifelong thing where, you know what I, I can liken it to is if somebody goes, when, you know, when they get interviewed and they go, what's your, what's your hour like? What's your act like? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. But if somebody goes, what's Neil's act like? I'd be like, oh, and yeah. like yeah. clear description. And for everybody else talking about myself, a lot of times I go, do I, is that what I like? Is that who I am? <laughs> your your act in particular. Well, I'm talking about or, yeah. act and or life. So like uh, when I get asked, like, how do you feel about this? I, I sometimes second guess myself and I go, I really have to question how do I feel about this? How do, this being anything. This any being subject. anything. Yeah. This being anything. I have made huge leaps in this, almost like, like with the physical stuff, yeah. like health and everything too where I feel much more confident to answer these things now than I did a few years ago. But it's only because I've put like a lot of time in it. But I feel like I'm always learning. In other words, I, I don't feel like I 100% go, it's this, man. Like I, I think back to this time when I was in high school. I remember this so vividly. And the teacher goes, put your... Uh, put these in order of importance to you. God, family, career, money, and like friends. And so I was like, I wrote down, and everybody was supposed to do it in class. And she asked me mine, and I was like, oh, it goes God, family, like friends, career, money. And a girl in the class was like, I feel like that's not true. <laughs> And I was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, I don't feel like you're being realistic. I think you're giving What the grade answer. is this? This was in high school. This was okay. probably jun junior, okay. senior in high school. She's like, I don't feel, I feel like you're just giving the answer that like you're supposed to give. And I was like, you motherfucker, right? I was is this like, Catholic school? Uh, well, no, it was Episcopal affiliate. It was a private okay. school. And I was like, and like, as she said it, I was like, oh, she's so right. Like, I'm just answering the way yeah. to answer. And I was like, yeah, I don't care about, I put God first. Like yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, God is number one. And it was just like, so that sentiment is something that I always think about. Like, am I saying how I really feel about this or am I saying what I'm supposed to say in this situation? And by thinking about it a lot and talking about it, you actually progress through it. You, you end up making you, you've, you discover things about yourself, but I always feel like I question that. Like I think about how, you know, do you really like this? And then my fear of like, if I say what I really like now, will you think like, oh, that's fucking lame. You know, like that's, yeah. gonna, that's not cool. Like those things always occur to me too. Yeah. I mean, and also the fact that you still want to be cool. Yeah. Like you've got a family, you got like a, it's, you're cool. 
you do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you do arena, you talk in arenas. It's like, yeah. kind of, how much cooler could it be? Sure. But you're still like, you could, yeah. Do I like, yeah, I love that new Jeezy album or whatever. You're still like, sure, sure. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. Uh, and, and here's the thing you end up realizing is that the more you settle into being like sincere about what you think and what you feel and what your opinion is, like, and you go, it is this. That actually is cool. It, like it's, it's cool once you finally go like, yeah, I don't, I'm yeah. not, I don't like merch. I don't like, I, I personally don't like objects. I just don't care about watches or cars or whatever. Like I just don't. What and the it's fuck, show. man. You're super into, that's whatever. That's your choice. Judgment. No watches? Uh, don't care. Really? Yep. You know, can I tell you that I think that, um, that people like you in this regard are lucky? Go on. Well, I'm like, well, you don't have to. I don't have to go on the websites. I don't have to go look at yeah. watches. I don't have you to don't talk have about to watches. Like I don't yes. have any, and you don't have a, you don't deal with any force like pushing you or pulling you or like having that, you know, with the cars and things, it's like, it becomes like this, almost like an addiction where you're like, oh my God, like, like this thing came out or I can acquire, like I can get this or I found this on this, on the gray market. I, I, I can, I know a guy that could probably call this guy. Yeah. And then, you know, Yes, it's fun. So I'm not going to act like I do enjoy it. But when someone's like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, ah, that'd be like, sometimes I go, that'd be nice to like. Yeah. 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 Like they just don't care. It's like people who don't care about looking good or it's like, great, man. I'm not some old guy or it doesn't have to be old, but a lot of times you see these old guys. Yeah, like Bernie Sanders. No one's cooler than Bernie Sanders because he doesn't care. He just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. I had a joke with Birbiglia one time where it's like, we're both near in a 40s near 50 and yeah. you're still like hey what how do i seem what yeah. what am i like i'm d- gonna die relatively soon but before <laughs> i do what am i like like yeah. do how do i seem there's a i there's a reddit thread called am i the asshole yeah we never know if we're the asshole or not yeah and it's fascinating that we don't get really any better at it do you have that that doubt like the who am i what what am i like yeah yeah. And I, the girl in her twenties, I was, I said, basically in order to know what you're like, you kind of have to be isolated and then see what you do. That's very true. Like you just have to be like, if you go to a city, who you are on your own is who you are is, is like, and also your internet searches just your, if you just go like history and just look, you'll see, you'll get a sense of who you're, what you're like yeah. over. It's like if, if a third of your things on your phone or like social media you're a fucking thirsty piece of garbage but you're also i think if you're if you're that you're actually somebody living in a, in a type of avoidance correct because what you're doing a lot of times like when i find myself in a one of these cycles a uh-huh. social media cycle which for me would be like instagram uh twitter yep youtube and yep. like you kind of just yep. go like just this go back, set your traps go All back and see how they're doing is just kind of avoiding yes you're just avoiding participating in life yes you know and so i find myself and i I like when i can see it i check my i'm like fucking a like you just go i'll close one and open the other and then and then close it the other day i was just looking i'm like what are you i don't even it wasn't even looking at anything you're not participating yes and i and when i say i'm a thirsty piece of garbage i'm talking about myself i'm not saying like you uh, you and not me i mean especially i am and seeing what you search for seeing and we should be clear that those platforms are designed to do just that yes they're designed to take you in and keep you there 
and wanting to come like refresh. Like that's that's how it was all. It was designed by the world's best engineers yes. to do just that to you. Yes. And it works. And they did it. Yeah. They, they fucking crushed it. They crushed it. Killing, um, it. Killing it. By the way, I think those things are going to take off one day. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they're going to be big. I don't. You watch. I, I don't know. You watch. Um, and have you made money on YouTube? Now look. <laughs> um you're you get so many hits it's hilarious to me where i'm like any anything with it's like hilarious so um you're like a white bobby lee oh i love um, that i love it so who were you avoiding admitting to being and who are you uh god that's a really it's yeah. a hard hitter yeah that's a, it's a hitter one. like what did you not want to admit you were like somebody who feels <laughs> <laughs> you you know what's interesting about you yeah. i was just thinking about it looking at it you always struck me as lonely. Really? All you've literally from the first time I saw you, you always seemed a little lonely. Like hmm. a little off to the side. That's probably not inaccurate. I mean, yeah, I had the, you know, I I love therapy. I've I've always been a huge proponent of it. And my therapist had this thing where he goes, you know, you like to live and it's a great way he described it. He goes, you like to live in a narrow emotional bandwidth, which means like everything is here. Right. And so like, I never get like too excited or too down, too happy too like, it's just, everything's here, you know? so like my wife would be like, you know, you just got like phone call that Netflix wants to do this thing with you. And she's like, is this it? Like, isn't that exciting? And I'd be like, yeah. She's like, can you? And I was, I think so when you asked me that, I, I immediately think about the fact that I tried to go here. Just be like, live like this. Because jumping outside of that bandwidth is uh, kind of scary. You go, well, what, like, what is that? Does I know. that mean that I'm very emotional? Because I'm scared, I guess, of those emotions. Yes, you're going to be a bitch. Be a bitch. And not literally a woman, just like a soft man. Yeah. Like a be very emotional. Here's what I've discovered over the last few years in particular is that um, I've kind of broken out of that bandwidth. Because it's all kind of tied together. Like the physical stuff, yeah. health revelation stepping outside of that and allowing myself to feel more is so much better yeah and so i've i've been somebody now who expresses a lot more feeling and a lot more emotion and 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 what i've discovered is that i am those things i am emotional and i yeah. and i feel a lot more but it's also tied to like why are you taking like flying lessons because i want to i think it looks fun and fucking and you know i think a few years ago i'd been like you know just yeah that loneliness too though is like i think that's a real thing i think a lot of people i don't know i don't again I'm, when i say you seem lonely I, it's not like over there i mean like i'm the same way i just yeah. noticed it in you or like well, I thought I did. that kind of i don't know I'm, i feel like i'm jumping into a next block but like i feel like stay back <laughs> i know i feel like it's tied to uh one of those that is written in there the the idea of and we'll let you know what it is right after this. Hi, guys. You know how I don't like many things? Well, I guess what? I don't like buying tickets for things either. But with Game Time, proud sponsor, it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. There are some concerts coming up on the app right now uh, in LA. The Menzingers don't know about them, but they're doing the Belasco where I shot three mics. I can make anything about me. Alicia Keys. August 2nd at the Kia Forum. 
John Legend, September 23rd at the Hollywood Bowl. John Legend, executive producer of Three Mics. Little known fact. Last time I was at the Hollywood Bowl, I couldn't go. But I was personally invited. And I did go to a show at the Greek. And a lady behind me was singing all of me in a very off-key way to the point where I showed it to John. And he left. Guys, your Uncle Neil has all the stories, doesn't he? Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You hate to encourage procrastination, but they're going out there and they're doing it. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Generally, when someone says I'm 100 and giving 110%, you know they're bullshitting, but legally they can't be bullshitting because they have a whole business built around 110%. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use B L O C K S locks in the code section for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code B-L-O-C-K-S for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices are guaranteed. This show is sponsored by, you guessed it, BetterHelp. I talk about therapy so much, it's like they're paying me to do it, and now they are. Look, I've been talking about therapy forever, right? I believe in it. It's effective. It helped me. It helped me get a 35,000-foot view of my life. It helped me rearrange things. Uh, all therapists can recommend other things you can do, and it's a net positive for your life to talk to somebody about your problems, about your feelings about your problems, about your feelings about relationships. It's that you know what's good about therapy, and you kind of suspect you should go, don't you? Have a little inkling. Something ain't right. Uh, if you're thinking of starting, which you are, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash N-E-A-L today to get 10% off your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P help.com slash N-E-A-L. Just try it. It's very easy. You don't, now you don't have to Google a therapist and then go, ah, their number, and then try to, uh, ah, none of that. Betterhelp.com slash Neil. You're already getting healthier. Can you feel it? Mm. You're still not healthy, but you're getting healthier. I want to talk more about the the bandwidth, yeah, because before we it's get a to good that, one. It right, really applies be, to me. It's no, really I it one. really. I mean, I said in three mics, which Tom, good news, everybody. Tom finally watched it. We should give him a little background. <laughs> yeah, give him a little background. So a what, while yeah, ago, go, yeah, go ahead. You were like, "Hey, man, have you? You just hit me. You're like, <laughs> you hit me up, and you're like, hey." I saw you saw something I did, and you're like, "Have you watched Three Mics?" Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Nah." And you're like, "You like? You would like it? Just like very like you would like it?" I can tell you more more from my point of view. 
I rem- I told Rock you were funny. Uh-huh. I know Rock is your hero. Yeah, I know that I you do. started the first time you did stand up. You were doing him. I have a tape that you would love. Fantastic. I have the tape. Fan- send and it's like it's me crouching, pacing, and and doing this with punches. <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> repeating. Yeah. Did you yeah, repeat? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. I told Rock you were funny. You you met Rock. I I guess I introduced you to Rock, yeah. and Rock was like, "Yeah, you're really funny." Da, da, da. And I was like. And this motherfucker won't watch my shit. I fucking. <laughs> I introduced him to his hero. I introduced him. To, I told his you're hero right, about him. You're right. You're right. So I was like, fucking, that was my grudge. Yes. You wouldn't watch. Then you complimented me about the, my thing for Dave's Mark Twain thing. And I was like, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah. And you go, <laughs> I go, that was great. And you go, have you checked out three mics yet? And then he, Tom wrote back uh, laughing emoji. Like, I will never, like the idea of it's laughable. So that's the that's the prelude, and Tom finally watched it. I finally watched it, and I'm not just saying this because I'm here and the cameras are rolling, and you slipped me two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It's really good. Don't Thank tell you. me you have another one because I I took me six years this, to watch it's blocks. There's a special called Blocks that Stop. that this is based on. Yeah. So yeah. six years from now, I will definitely watch it. But <laughs> three mics was really 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 good. Thank you. Um, so the thing that I explained in three mics is that I'm in a narrow bandwidth. I, and I kind of think most of my family is as well because my dad was a narcissist Mm -hmm. and was violent and you are just, you're just existing in the shadows. I think my mother's personality definitely contributes to why I am this way. Yes. Is that a block or that? Is it's not a block. It's yeah, just, yeah. but just, that's the, I'm wondering why the you just, the... because you can't really. Yeah. And like in my house her mood dictated things and it was she's firecracker like big personality and i felt kind of crazy in that house she'd gaslight a lot and you know and and my dad's way of dealing with it is that he would check out right so he but would, you're a kid and you're so like, you can't yeah Are you seeing this shit you know yeah. and and so he's like i've been seeing it. he'd be like what's that like he always was like <laughs> Are we not going to talk about this? Yeah. You know, and it was like, huh? The amount then, you terrorize your mother in your act is glorious. I like knowing that I can ask my mother a question and the mere mention of that question might terrorize her mind for years to come. It's my payback. Yeah, of course it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, she's, she's going to get razor. it. Yeah. It's fucking, why would he be talking, to, doing jokes like, oh, I know, because she terrorized him as a kid. Yeah. And now he does arenas. Um, (laughs) and then so it makes you do you i don't even remember being excited and getting sort of like doused with or like like getting a lead blanket thrown out over me but i think when you're a kid in my experience i don't know what it was for you but it was always kind of understood that who that it's his show oh oh yeah it is kind of it was understood it was understood that like mom is kind of a certain way and like her logic if you're like this doesn't feel like the logic that we should all be saying is okay but everybody would kind of just go along with it and mostly it's because you look at the two like the model is the parents the fact that he i i learned over time that he was of course dealing with it to get through his day and his Mm -hmm. like so his way of dealing with it was just kind of keep it easy like put everything at ease don't don't overreact she's a big overreactor so he was the opposite but i think it made his kids kind of crazy i think it made the three kids fucking be like are you guys all in the same doing the narrow bandwidth thing 
Um, no, everybody kind of processed it different. My younger sister definitely did a narrow bandwidth thing. My older sister was act out crazier and, you know, big achiever and lots of fucking triathlons and perfectionists. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're different. No, I can't believe you had fucking 10. I know. It's just incomprehensible I know. to me. 16 years. It doesn't even, I really don't understand it. It's like a monk. It's like the monkey house at the zoo. <laughs> I assume when there's 10, there's at least a few you're like, I don't really know that one that well. A few, I mean. <laughs> right? Like, you're like, yeah, I mean. My oldest like, brother was, like, gone. He actually said to me recently, like, yeah, I realized, like, I don't really know. He was like, yeah, how would you know me? You, it's so crazy, right? I knew, I, I was born and he was 16. I'm five, he's gone. Yeah. He actually, they, we left when, uh, when I was, they, we, we, like, my parents would move and, like, shed kids. Yeah. Like, no, don't come. Get out, get out of here. <laughs> the oldest three, we moved from Philly to Chicago. They're like, stay here. And my brother Kevin, like, didn't have a place to stay for a few nights between college. Just, like, crazy. But, yeah, all right. And you, have you gotten, the thing I, th this reminds me of is a friend of mine's a therapist. And there's a thing called, she basically said, you identify the feeling and ask it, like, what do you want? Yeah. Uh. So I wake up every day basically with like a negative tape, just mm -hmm. like immediately. And I've started saying like, hey, what do you want? And what I realize is it just wants to keep me in the That's what the, the voice bandwidth. wants? That's what the... Yeah, that's kind of what I think it wants. I think that's the its only motive. It's good to... It's really a good exercise for anyone to ask yourself what it wants. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. ask the emotion what it wants. Like, I think what's your point? what we're basically doing all the time is avoiding feeling things. That's what yeah. we all are trying to do. Just yeah. like it just it manifests itself differently for different, you know, it can be eating food or going on a fucking 20 mile run or just scrolling. You're all just all those things are just I don't want to fucking feel this. Yeah. Right. So when you ask yourself things like, what am I actually feeling right now? And sit in that while it's uncomfortable. The other thing that you learn is that it is passing. Those things, it all passes. It's but unbelievable. you don't think about that when you're approaching it. Like you don't consider the fact that this will pass. It's, it's not even a cloud. No. It should be a cloud. And we see it as like one of those like, yeah, the high pressure system sticking yeah. around. Yeah. They don't stick around. They don't stick around. And that's another thing. It's, I think it's age. Yeah. Remember when 18 years ago, anything that happened to you was permanent. Yeah. Career wise, girl, any, any, anything was permanent. You, it's Larry David had the funniest fucking joke about it. He said he was, I don't even know if it's a joke, but he used to say he was a cab driver in New York. And whenever he would drop someone off, he would think that's the last fare I'm ever going to get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, no one is ever going to hail me that's again because you can't get out of the, I, it's like a permanence bias or something. I remember in like 2003, four, I had a a bit that I would close on when I was doing these like bringer shows uh -huh. and being like, I will never come up with anything better than this joke about telling a homeless guy to do a flip. <laughs> like, <laughs> were you right? And, but I mean, and I was like, yeah, that, I mean, you couldn't comprehend it. You're like, it kills. Everywhere I do it, it kills. Yeah. I was like, I, I'd tell a guy if I gave him a dollar, do a flip, um, I'll give you a dollar. And if you land $2, and it was just like, 
bring the house down. I was like, that's the greatest fucking joke of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... It's, if you fall while you're flipping, $2. Sorry, that's it. And if you fall you while go. you're flipping, $2. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah, but it's crazy how long it takes to realize how impermanent everything is. And if and, you'd known earlier how how different your life could have been. It, yes. But here's the thing. There is no version of that that you just will comprehend at 21. No, you're absolutely you, you, right. You know, it's kind of like that thing of like buying stuff is unfulfilling. Someone could tell you that all you want, but you have to experience it to really realize it. You know what I mean? You have to live life, be of a certain age and go like, oh yeah, that's not the way to feel fulfilled by life. Yeah, the, but as you well know, or I, I mean, you're, you've been more successful in relationships than me, but people are tricky like counting on people and connection as a means to happiness or fulfillment is really risky and yeah, painful you can't well it's painful if you allow yourself to feel a lot in it right like that's one of the things that you learn is that there's so many people that are just in companionship like they're just near each other a, yeah. a lot yeah they're not yeah. really like super connected yeah and you you have to risk being super hurt in order to feel the other side of it yeah if you're if you're like super hurt by someone it's probably because you were really feeling invested yeah. yeah you're really invested in it but i don't know that you can rely on it to feel fulfillment but you have to be open to it and you have to and the the crazy thing is you have to be willing to have been through something difficult been hurt and be willing to be vulnerable again because without vulnerability you have nothing in relationships you have nothing yeah. if you're not willing to be vulnerable you will not feel ultimately love and fulfillment did you always know that no i didn't know that I when did you learn i think it's another like 20 year case study <laughs> that i've been doing you know yeah. um yeah i i, I don't think I've been, i was really willing to be that vulnerable until the last couple of years is was christine more open to it naturally or did she have a, her own difficulties with it she had her own difficulties with it but she definitely probably got there way before i did you know she was also in therapy before me really into that stuff too like always like and not just into therapy but like you know the books and like the like uh, the podcasts about it and like really consumes that stuff and yeah and, and yeah, but she's worked really hard at it. She's worked kids really must really help with that. Kids All are with the with the entire connection. Everything. System. I mean, your whole ego kind of falls apart when you're with kids when you have them. You know, yeah, because you're just like you end up being in service uh, to something yeah. else and someone else, and your whole. But that feels like a different mechanism. It, I'm talking about different. like the the fee, the connecting to a person. Yeah, and just it's like I said in blocks, which six or six years from now you're gonna you're gonna love and you're gonna, oh, I'm gonna call me. out when i see that yeah, you'll do whatever podcast i'm doing that um and where i say it's like a trust fall oh right right. and right. you just Sorry. you just have to like every day you just trust fall and like you fall into christine and she falls into you and then eventually you have to they're not there yeah and then you have to be like who else can i do this with yeah <laughs> it's eternal sunshine of the spotless mind basically it's the plot of eternal sunshine which is knowing what i know and choosing it again yeah but having kids with someone does create a crazy bond 
That, but is it companionship? Because what you said is like a lot of people with kids are just still in companionship. I think it can be companionship if you are not putting effort into it, if you're not conscious of it, if you're not, you don't have a sense of awareness, if you're not trying. Yeah, it's the easiest thing to probably do is to fall into just, hey, let's just try to take care of these things together. Yeah. You know, and they're things. They're not people. No, you know, they're they, children. And they never will. Um, but yeah, that's the easiest thing to do is to fall. That's why it's so common is because it's yeah. so daunting so much to take care of kids that it becomes, you know what? I actually, I'm going to put these other needs and, and, and uh, emotions of mine aside because it's, it's too much to take it all on. So that's what people do. I think they just put it aside almost because they feel like they don't deserve to address those things, you know? They don't deserve yeah, to. It's a bit like the fat thing where it's yeah. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a pile of shit in the garage. Yeah. And you have to organize it in your life. And it will be more, you'll have a better garage. You'll, your life will be a little better. And it's easier to, and it's easy to avoid. It, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, of course. In some ways, the world's set up for you to avoid them. And, and you, have, you always have a valid excuse, actually. It's, always, it's very valid to be like, well, I'd love to address these things, but like, I mean, you got to get these kids dressed. You know, like, fucking, there's a lot to Out do school here. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and people, they get into that pattern, you know. Did you feel bad on the road? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, no, but I'm saying, did you, how did you deal with like missing? I got really sad. I got really sad. Um, I missed a lot of things. Um, it was really like, uh, I mean, I just had this realization finally of like, this is not like this last tour was so it was huge. It really was. Yeah. For, especially for like the stand up world. I mean, it was fucking it's a lot. Dude. How many there was you had the number two seventy six yeah. or something? The shows were three hundred and three. Three hundred and three shows. Hundred and seventy one cities. That's insane. Yeah. How like, many arenas? I don't remember. Yeah. Um it was just like it was, but, it was and how old were your kids when you well, started? That's the thing. I started the tour in august of 21 so they were like what if i can like five and three and like that's a that's a that's a lot of being gone during that time yeah it's a it was, lot of milestones too it's a lot it's a lot yeah and yeah you know of course you know, yeah you facetime and you send videos and you send photos and all that stuff but it's not it's definitely not the same i mean i've been around now for since the touring ended for a couple of months and it's it's a huge difference a huge difference for you or them or both. both both what's the difference do you just feel like i just feel so much i realize how there is no substitute for being there yeah there's i'm so much closer to them um and you could tell that my like they're different with me like they're, the, they're different with you be they're more you're both more animated and they're and well like the younger guy when i was i was gone during like these really important years for him uh -huh. i was gone a lot you know i'd be i'd be gone week to come home for like a day or two leave again for like a week or two and he was just like i would facetime him and he or, or even if i came home he'd be like hello i hate you and i'd be like hello verbatim yeah and then it was like kind of funny you know because right. like yeah, yeah. kids saying it and he wasn't saying it like seething anger but he was just kind of like mm, you know I can do, I don't, I don't know. You come around, but you leave a lot. Like you could tell that was like the sentiment behind all that. You know, it made me very sad. How would you justify it? Would you go? Cause I've heard people say that 
they can't be they can't make their kids happy if they're not happy or that you know well to me like i mean i had people who were like why don't you just like cancel um some of these gigs and i'd be like are you out of your fu I, I i never thought that that was a realistic thing to propose i'm like are you out of your mind that's not how this works man like are you just gonna cancel work tomorrow yeah i just didn't entertain that idea that i'll just cancel some of these gigs which in retrospect maybe i should have um but I just didn't think that was realistic to propose. So I was just yeah, like, but And I'm, it's also your dream. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. that would be, I would imagine it's hard. Yeah, I guess I didn't really think of it as like, at the time I wasn't like, this is my dream. I was just like, I go to work. I'm going to work. Yeah. What are you talking about? Gonna cancel work? You're nuts. Yeah. But now that I've just been around consistently, like that kid has completely changed with me. Like affectionate, telling me how much he loves, like, you know, stuff that you're like, oh man. And I, I realize obviously it feels way better. And, and I also am like, I felt like, oh man, like he was, he just didn't know how to express what he was feeling before too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess he did. Cause he was like, I hate you. Yeah. yeah. He was pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm much happier that I'm around him all the time now. Is it a thing you would ever apologize to him for? I'm sure I'm going, yes, I'm sure. Yes. And I've, and I've apologized even in these times, like, I'm so sorry that I was gone this much. And, you know, like he's like, I mean, it's affected them where like, when I go, I'm going like, when are you coming back? Like, are you leaving, leaving? I'm like, Oh no, I'm just going to do the podcast. podcast. You know, and Neil's podcast. And, and, and the then he's like, yeah, Brendan, the the blocks? And I'm like, yeah, I go, like, you're watching three mics. I'm like, I got to check out. That one. <laughs> but they go, okay, but you're coming back. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming back like tomorrow. I'm like, no, tonight I'll be back in a few hours. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like that's from yeah leaving all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I bet that was hard. We've got more blocks, guys. Buying into your own narrative mm. and trying to fulfill it as opposed to living and letting the narrative take its own course. That might be the most nuanced philosophical block we've ever had. Well, that was a program. Really is a huge uh, resonates with me as because I ended up, you know, I wrote about this and I ended up talking about it a lot is that I would tell other people and myself that like, I'm a loner. I do things alone. And, and I would just be like, like if you would go, do you want to go with me now to get something to eat? I'd be like, well, I don't know. Hold on. I'm a, like, do I go I with am Neil? a loner. I am a loner. <laughs> do I, would I enjoy? Does that fill got a wallet that says the loner, the loner on, it. on it? And um <laughs> I just my hog. I kinda eat what I kill. I don't know if I yeah. can really go somewhere. I don't right. have an extra helmet on my hog. I really just like bought into that to a like I think to a crazy degree almost. That like where do you get it from? Well, I think because here's what happens. Just because something is somewhat part of who you are or defines you, it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that it totally does. Mm -hmm. I mean, the truth is I do like being alone. From time to time. Mm -hmm. I do like my time alone. I like if we hung out and we're especially like we're on the road, at a certain point, I'm just going to be like, all right, I'm going to go uh, to the hotel room yeah. and go chill out. Yeah. Okay. I'm enjoying that. What I started to do is be like, that's just who you are, man. Mm -hmm. You fucking sit alone all day. <laughs> and like, I know it sounds crazy, but no, it really is. No, I'm, you're talking yeah. about I think I'm a loner and I'm waiting to be talked out of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see what your, what your explanation of it is. Well, I mean, that what I ended up just discovering is like, you know, I actually, I love people. I love being around people. 
I'm just, I have, you know, certain parameters and like choices that I like about it. Like I do like smaller get togethers. Mm -hmm. I like one-on-one -on -one dinners. I like four or five. I don't like a 20 person dinner. No, I don't like going to events with 20,000 people at it. Um, I'm, I'm just like, that's not that appealing to me. I'll still go. Mm -hmm. I'll still go if like, if you're like, dude, you're going to love this. It's going to be awesome. I got us VIP parking. I'll be like, all right, I'm in. I'll do it. Um, I, I like being engaged in life and doing things. And I think I was very like resistant to that idea. Like that, because I was like, that's not who you are. You're a fucking loner. So you stay in your fucking room, <laughs> you know, like stay in your room yeah. and you stare at shit or whatever. Yeah. And like, and you do sad things. Be sad. <laughs> like that was like my speech to myself. And what I discovered is that I just like to be alone sometimes, but I actually really love being around certain, like, how do you do it with a family? That's what I always, that sounds like a huge challenge. Being, being, even finding alone time with a family. Oh, it's virtually impossible. I mean, I used to be able to take a shit and then those guys are like, hey man, hey. They're just like knocking on the door and you're like, Jesus Christ. I'm I think the word you used was crippling diarrhea. Crippling diarrhea. <laughs> but they just like, you know, yeah, with kids, forget it. Yeah. No, you just, you are waiting for those moments. A lot of times Knocking on the door like a sitcom landlord from the 70s. Bro, I mean, that's one of the things about having, why it's important who you have kids with and like whether, because- you end up taking turns with yeah. breaks. Like sometimes you don't even have to say anything. You just look at the person you're with and they're like, why don't you go upstairs or like go for a walk or you want to go to the gym? And you're like, I think I do. And they're like, I think they can just, you can just read yeah. it on your partner, you know, like you really need to, yeah, because kids just kind of do something to your nerves. Yeah. And they're, you look, they're just like us. Like, day to day like you know you're like hey man big guy's real spicy today i don't know what's it's just like how he woke up you know yeah sometimes they're super easy and chill and they're like can i just sit next to you and watch something and you're like yeah like you just don't know what you're getting day to day but you just have times where you have to have a break a lot of times you can't get a break it's just what it is to be a parent you know that is like i don't know it's almost easier to deal with all those things than you out in the world as yeah, far as like being a loner guy, you know, because I, for me, it was like, it was like the road. I would like really embrace going to CVS by yourself. Oh man, CVS. <laughs> why is, why are they all like, why is the inside of CVS no different than Greyhound? Like, it's just the people there. You're like, what is happening in here? What? Yeah. What? It's just, well, there's a lot of, everything's locked up. That's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a hip hop album from the 90s. Everyone in there. Everything's is, behind the counter. Anything you want, you're going to have to ask. But everybody in CBS looks like they're like things are not working out. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're in they there, need you're, some sort of medical help. Yeah. Aspirin. And you're like, I'm getting bandages. Gum, water. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But the whole thing is that, I don't know, man. I, I really feel like it's so easy to buy into these narratives because people would then say it to me. They'd be like, yeah. oh, like you roll alone. And so then I go, oh, this is like a thing. You know, like in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, that is me. That's me. I'm alone. I like to be alone. And then someone would go, do you want to go do this thing today? I'd be like, no, 
And what I and found stop is asking. Like, yeah, then they stop asking. Yeah. And then what I found is like, oh, that's a very lonely place to be. Yeah. And I actually like doing some of these things. I just like to have the choice. You know? Yeah. I like to be able to say no, but I only want to say no because I'm not interested in doing that. Not because it's with company. Uh, you yeah. know, like you go Do you have a do you have a uh a portfolio of interests? I mean, I get is like it bigger than you thought yeah. admit to. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Mexico City doing a commercial, and and the a bunch of people from the commercial were like, "We're going to Lucha Libre, <laughs> and do you want to come?" And I was like, "Nah." And then I saw them leaving, and I was like, "That would have been fun." Yeah, and it would have, but it, it it's not without its downsides. Like I wouldn't have been able to leave when I want all that shit. But yeah. but I'm with you. And does it ever? Do you see being alone as like self care? Because that's how I see it. It's yes. like I was doing, I don't, I, I just, would, I was doing it to people, please. Yeah. And then next thing I knew, I just felt disconnected from myself at an event that I was like, I wish I hadn't come. Well, yeah. I mean, all those things very much resonate with me. I mean, I, you do need, a, I need alone time as for self-care. Mm -hmm. I, and this kind of goes back to one of those first blocks where it's like, I do want to really think about like when you go, do you want to go to Lucha Libre? I'm like, hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I don't want to answer it quickly. I actually want to go, do I want to go to that? Yeah. Where is it? Like, you know, what's like the yeah. layout? Like, I mean, those are the things that like I think yeah. about. Do I have a way out is a huge one because I'm always like, if we go to this thing and I don't like it, can I get the fuck out of there? Yeah. Fast. Is it, yeah. Is it, is it, do I have to say goodbye to everyone? Do I, is it a lot? Do I have to get something scanned? Do I have to go back out? I need to be able Come to dip out of places, yes. dude. I'm, I'm like the king Super of that dip. shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm double dip, dude. I just, I, I you'll see me. Again. Where'd he go? Yeah. I mean, I just, gone. yeah. My gone. man, my man left. He left, dude. Yeah. Was there a bottom? Was there a rock bottom where you were like, I got to reassess this whole thing? Well, I mean, one of the things I sent you was that I felt like traumatic. For oh me, yeah, there was something about trauma that I'm. Yeah, yeah. For and for me, what I was applying it to was traumatic injury. So. Oh yeah, you said the turning point of trauma, yeah, not yeah. a block, but interesting insight in all this. Yeah. So for me, you know, two what two and a half years ago, I had this horrible double whammy where I tore my knee tendon, broke this arm, and it's a you know if you talk to people in like especially like PTs, because PT you know doctors fix you and then they're like all right yeah bye. But PTs work with people weeks, months, sometimes years. And so they're with these people every day, like somebody who has a, a horrible orthopedic injury, you know, a car accident or whatever. And what they'll tell you is like that they find a lot of times that people that are in those situations have like these moments, almost very similar to like near death experiences where it does a shit, there's a shift in them where they kind of, have, they have they're so vulnerable because when you have a severe orthopedic injury you have no choice but to be vulnerable yeah. like you can't stand you can't move you can't turn the lights off you keep having to ask for these things it's really humbling it really strips you down and people come out of that sometimes with a different point of view on the world and that definitely happened to me you know i mean it's not you're not even so much aware that it's happening as this, it's just happening yeah. you start to you know that definitely contributed to my bandwidth expanding in what way well it's that i i just was like first of all i was so emotional um not like the moment i got injured in like the days after it, where you realize how needy you are uh, did you just like cry <sighs> intensely 
incredibly so so much so so much and you don't even know what you're crying about yeah you're just like bawling about stuff just down and like yeah and so you feel that way and you're like i don't even know what's happening so just that moment of being like i don't know what's happening makes you consider your life and you know like what am i doing how am i living life if you're living like this you go i need to like stretch out a little more you know or like i'm not i'm not taking care of myself what the fuck am i doing why am i not taking care of myself it's so stupid i'm in my 40s and i'm just like "Eh." you know like that that why am i not hanging out with people i want to hang out like you start to actually yeah feel that way and you start like calling people and you you start really opening up you realize that it's good to open up and talk to people and share things something you know and people contribute to it. Like sometimes it's friends and family. It's also strangers. Like you have this capacity and like almost this desire to connect with like new people right away. You start like telling people. You become like the person on the plane who's like, yes. where are you from? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. And they're like, I'm good. I'm good. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been to Kansas City. What's, like, yeah. what's your favorite place? They still got that barbecue place. Which Sorry. one? <laughs> Arthur Bryant's? So you just, yeah, you just want to like, I think what you ultimately really realize in those situations is like there's nothing like connection, human connection and bonding. You bond, first of all, when you're in those really vulnerable situations, you develop this like such an affection for medical staff. Like you're Mm -hmm. like, you're like, you're the fucking best man. And you, and, and that feeling like carries out of the medical facilities. You start wanting to because you connect drivers, so much anybody, yeah, yeah, with like yeah. the person that was helping you yeah like I, you couldn't move you couldn't do anything yeah and, and they like, didn't leave you for dead and they that you know that's their job but they are you know the reason they want the job is because they're inclined they love those moments too. yeah they love those moments yeah and so you're just like i mean i still talk to my pt we text all the time i haven't had i haven't seen her in like a year we text all the time love you i mean i text her i love you you know uh yeah, it's like, and that that bond and that connection carries into like. Christine other, doesn't know about the, that, right? Don't bring it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cut it out if you want. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It's just, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, but I mean, no, she's come and like hung out with our kids and our family. Amazing. It's amazing. You just you just realize that like, I don't know if you were kind of like this person, and and then you have those experiences it really does start to bleed into every aspect of your life. Like wanting to expand your emotional bandwidth, wanting to change, realizing that you weren't um, leading the, the life that you could be leading. Yeah. So like, I mean, if I was going to say something to you, I'd, be, I'd just say like, get hit by a car and see no, how it changes. No, I, I, said, I said on here like a month ago, <laughs> the only thing that makes people change is almost dying. And It's and, true. I said that to Rock one time and he's like, which everyone in, or a 12-step program and Rock was like, everyone in a 12-step program almost died. Everyone, yeah. That's, they're, they're there because they almost drugged, drank, sex, and gambled themselves yeah. to death and only then can you go like, oh, so people, huh? Yeah, yeah. And, th- and that's what the you realize. The basic fucking idea is was right after all. And you you don't have the ability to like yeah it's See you're it right it's the it. same thing where it's like a 20 year old can't you can't yeah you can't. i mean here's the thing if you do you're an anomaly you're just yeah. one of the lucky ones i guess yeah but most of us don't just have that realization 
Yeah, and it can change. It changed your overall disposition 20%, 30%. Yeah, it really shifted. I, I have a notable shift, you know, like yeah. that, that I think people, if you're me, obviously you feel it and you know it. People that are very close to me all, all address it, all say it, that like it's affected. Well, it's affected all the other blocks too. It's like I'm better at saying what I want, saying what I like giving my opinion on something, I am more confident. Why am I more confident? Because I've just grounded myself more in who I am because I'm allowing myself to feel more and say what I think and feel and not being scared. You know, I think before I'd be, I would stay here and be like, well, if I say this, what if Neil doesn't like me? You know, and I would just stay in that. And like anything that you get better at with practice, I practice it more. You know, I, I'm, I'm just more comfortable at saying what I really want to say because I practice it. I had a thing in therapy recently where, you know, the way we grew up, some similar enough that we were both sort of like, you can't really have needs, right? right? right. So I was in therapy talking about needs and and I was did like a reenactment and uh, a lot of mustaches and pipes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing a reenact, just do EMDR where I'm going through a, a scenario with my dad and I'm basically saying like, my needs are okay. My needs are okay. And then it evolved into my needs are great. And I don't mean that like in an egotistical way. I mean it like when you're hungry, my needs are basically like an emotional appetite. Like I'm hungry, mm -hmm. right? And when you're hungry and you're in a big city, you're like, this is exciting. We can get great food. Yeah. So my needs are just like an appetite. I'm hungry to get my needs met. So you go to places you can get your needs met. And you're not going to get them met unless you ask for them. That's very at true. all at all. But the idea of seeing them as like natural and nothing I need to deny. Yeah. Is like was huge, like a, a huge uh, shift in thinking and like, oh, I'm looking forward to saying, hey, that hurt my feelings or or just like, hey, I'd like more coffee or or like getting my needs Asking for my needs is like saying I'm hungry. That's a really good one. Yeah. And that's, and that's, it, it literally applies to every, everyone on mm -hmm. earth. Yes. Is entitled to get their needs met within and, reason. And here, within reason. And, and it, the thing that applies to everyone is that none of them will be addressed if you don't say them. Nobody can read your mind. Nobody. Nobody. Your best friend. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. And it is, the thing is that everything you're saying, before you do it, it actually, I don't think I can say, it is terrifying. You are terrified yeah. to do it. Yeah. It's very scary to go, I'm going to say what I need here. But once you do it, you realize it's way less scary than you thought. And then it actually, you're like, this actually feels great. Yes. And people are grateful that you're yeah. not relying on them to read your mind. People yeah. are like, oh, you do? Okay, great. Yeah. It's like, I also, like, I got so much better at like, hey, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. um, like I've fired so many people. Not so many, but like in the in the last Hundreds. couple of years, I've just been like, yeah, this isn't no. Yeah, I used to be like, oh, what yeah, is, like uh, I, I don't know. Give it a year and a half, and now yeah. you just go like, no, no doesn't no, work. Doesn't this isn't good? And it's not good for them either. It, exactly, you're doing both of you a favor. Yeah, like we don't. I mean, I've said it with writing partners and women I've dated, where I'm like, it's just not. Yeah, it's not. It should be close to like magic. Yeah, or or at least like you know, where not easy, but like 
relatively easy. Like relatively dry easy. erase board. Yeah. This shouldn't be like a real struggle to yeah. do this. Where you're worried and I'm worried and Yeah, in work relationships too, it's like, fuck man, this that this is shit's way too short to deal with that. Like yeah. If, if we're not clicking on this, yeah. And we're like doing passes and you're like, I I mean, I, I get anxiety to actually talk to you or like you suggest something and I'm like, oh my that's not fun. Yeah. Like, let's try to have fun when we're doing this. So let's just yeah. not do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man, we don't have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. And yeah. it's like you won't think about it again because you didn't no. think about them before. Right. Yeah. Um, so much better. But you're it is it is the discount. It's the fear of ask it's like being at a restaurant and being afraid to order yeah like you're it's the it's menu so true it's like ah uh, yeah can i have this do you, uh, steak maybe that's what i mean it's the hacky premise of women not being able to order but maybe that's part of it right that thing too is like i've had conversations too where you're like you're just so you're so afraid to bring this up you're like this is just i don't know how this is going and then you have the conversation you bring up whatever you're scared of or your insecurity or how something made you feel 100% of the time it's been better. It's the that. only way to make yeah. it better. Yeah. It's the only way is to acknowledge the truth yeah. of a situation. And then you just like the person more. Yeah. It's a, we, it's completely, it really works. <laughs> it yeah, really works. It, no, yeah. and it real. even if you don't, even if it's shitty. Yeah. Even if it's, a, if it's a shitty thing and you stop working together, being friends or whatever, you understand each other. Yeah. And you're like, I fuck with that person even though I don't fuck with them. Do you know yes. what I mean? I fuck with them like if they needed me, I'd be there for them. It's true. Because they respect me enough to acknowledge a, tr to just not insult my intelligence yeah. with a lie about a situation. Like we both know what it is. We're both perceptive. Yes. Everyone's perceptive. Yeah. Everyone can tell what's at most of the time. Like, yeah, everyone can read at human energy. On. It's like, we're all attuned. It's like when people go, can you tell I had surgery? It's all I can tell <laughs> <laughs> as a human being. Yeah. We're, we're scanning everything all the Your time. Fucking face change. Yeah. Man. And you yeah. think I wouldn't notice. Yeah. Um, that's great, man. Um, and did you, so in some ways you're happy that you fucked up. It's your the own. worst thing. Yeah. And best thing that happened to me. I would never, like it really does suck. It really is terrible. I would never really wish that on someone and I would not want to experience that again. And I definitely have PTSD from it and all that. But we describe the PTSD as you understand it. Well, what happens is for me, it's like it happened during this physical act. Right. Right. And it was spontaneous. I mean, it's a really like, like out of nowhere thing. And so what happens is like when the, thing that happens to you is that dramatic and that traumatizing there's no escaping your mind going that can happen again and sometimes you know it, it i mean one of the things that i've done is i try to really do a lot of physical things mm. like because i, I don't, relatively dangerous or just like push-ups I mean, no i mean like i just you know i'll still like i work out a lot like i was boxing today and i had to put this wrap on my arm because i have nerve pain from it and and so it allows me to still punch i still feel this pain i'm doing it shooting vague what's that shooting pain or like a vague uh, like no like it, it, there's certain contact where it just yeah it goes up and down yeah. the arm um numbness um you know in the hand things like that the, the arm pain can be 
pretty painful, but I do it because I don't want to like not do things that would keep me, you know, to scare me away from doing yeah. anything physical. So and I'm it's like, also one of the things, the less you do it, then you'll just get more scared of it. Yeah. And, yeah. So I do, the, I mean, I do that. As I play basketball again. I, you know, like I'm, I'm, I lift weights. I do, I do things like that. I do do some things like whatever. I'll get in the water. I'm paddle boarding. I'm, I'm in the ocean. I'm, I'm, I'm doing like, acti- you know, flying race car drive, like things like that, that are more dangerous, but I'm not doing them because they're dangerous. I'm just like, I want to do this and I don't want to be scared to do things. Yeah. But you know, like honestly, I'll see a I mean, whatever you're walking on a platform, and you see a big drop. I mean, the some of the, the emotion that you'll feel from mm. that can be like, well, the the one that is probably the craziest is a, a slippery floor because my knee popped first. So when I am on like a floor that like is just you know kind of like slidey, <laughs> kind of oily or something, uh-huh. wet. You feel this like jolt of panic that I know like no one, everyone else is like, oh, it's be careful there. But like for me, it's like almost, it can be paralyzing for a moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I'll just be like, holy shit. Like you're- And do you, does like the 20% crying thing happen where you like feel like you're pre-crying? It's such like a shell shock feeling. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a moment of panic. It's, it's like actually genuine panic. Where it's almost like the crying would, any feeling like that would come after because mm-hmm. you're so caught up in the fact that like like hey, man, fight or flight yeah like a fight or flight thing, yeah. and then afterwards you feel the emotion of like fuck I got really scared right then I got yeah. like, really scared. You but should I, have like you can afford like at basketball games where they have little kids. In. Yeah, they're not even little kids; they're like young adults. I mean, I was playing this game where we were at this with these public courts, indoor courts that it was just like a shit floor. And we kept, everybody was sliding. Everyone was like, this floor sucks. And I was like, <laughs> I just, I stopped like playing defense. I was like, you could just drive on me, dog. <laughs> like, I'm not, I was like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like it was too. I, if I were you, I think I would have just not played. After the people were sliding, I would have been like, I can't, I, it's not fun. Yeah, no, I, it, it wasn't. It actually Especially new, it took great needs, Neil. Yeah, yeah. The man it took a lot of the fun out of it that day. I yeah. remember that. And I was like, and that's when, when these guys beat us. I was I wanted to be like, bitch, you, you and the floor beat us. Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't you. Don't yeah. think your game is all that. Yeah, it's yeah. a tie. So. You and the floor split a tie. Yeah. Um. All right. Now the final question is well, the, one of the questions is the things that helped you to get to grow in these get to try to get over your blocks. Is it so? It's therapy. Yeah. Near death. Yeah. You should definitely. <laughs> Break your body, Try, in half, yeah, 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 and uh, get and get the COVID, the Delta variant while you're in the hospital. That oh, wonderful, to, yeah. And did you and and hallucinogen? Anything else that's helped yeah? You grow? So I ended up I ended up doing that. I've done it twice now. Once I did it like super like supervised in a private setting. With, that was the ayahuasca one. Yeah, um, and that was like they gave me kana, which is a I've, I've never heard of that. It's, I think it's an African drug. A right. huge serotonin dump. Great. They call it the love drug. Yeah. Like a heart those, opener in those circles. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, that was, that was just like great because my big panic, and I know I probably sound like so naive to someone because, because I am where I was like, I don't want to have a panic attack, dude. I kept saying that to, I was like, don't, I don't want to feel like I ate a fucking hundred milligram edible. Yeah. 
And he was like, you won't. I go, yeah, but people say that. And they give you some shit. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, ah. And they're yeah. like, oh, my bad. Yeah. I, I kept saying, he was like, you're definitely not going. And he was right. He was right. Um, and But the feelings were, yeah, it was, it was incredible. I mean, I was, I was like really letting go. I was talking to myself. And I made recordings of, of, of me talking to myself. There was music playing. It was a great setting. Um, and then what I did the next day was I listened to those recordings um and were they you could make sense of them i could make sense of them i just was like i was very loving to myself and to others and like talking about life and relationships and my god i was so i was also like a short while after i was like i need to erase these <laughs> so it was like too embarrassing yeah you know? so like, your friends from high school hear them yeah gonna be like, shit out oh, of you. yeah fuck man but but I, that's what it, i mean my experience with ayahuasca especially i'm talking about it ad nauseum but it it's a it's like a love infection yes where it's just like you can't you almost can't be petty i i couldn't have been more loving and more um selfless i was actually yeah. like really really selfless and know? empathetic yes everyone's just doing their best everyone is yeah and i saw i saw that clearly dad mom siblings friends fan like everybody's doing yeah and i was just like really in that and i yeah i i mean i couldn't rave about it enough i mean i, I was telling everybody i was trying to like hook people up with i called you after i did i was like you fucking yeah i'm telling you yeah no it's a good one man yeah it's a good one yeah <laughs> uh yeah. and then what you did that once or twice so i did it once like supervised like like like, like where it's really yep. organized and i did i would say uh pared down version on my own it was still good like not bad but i the supervised version was the best i would love to do it again they did they give you some they or they guided no, you this was like a totally Sem different yeah. separate thing um i mean therapy is the best i don't like yeah i can't some friends i'm like you still haven't especially the ones who you're like you would love like you know yeah it's interesting what are you doing how it's a guide for how your mind works. Mm -hmm. I think there's still people that are like, but I'm not all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, not even, that's not what we're doing here. Yeah. Like, it can just be like a spelunking, like a cave. Would you like through your, how realizing yeah, like, like, Oh, I'm like, okay. That's in a national park. That. And yes. someone's like, Hey, I've been here a while. You want me to show you around? You're like, yeah. yeah all right, cool. No, I'm not gay. Nah, yeah. I got, I got a tent. <laughs> I can put this shit up myself. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm blown away by people that are like talking about these things but they're like i don't want, i don't want anyone to uh -huh. help me out I'm like, all right yeah so yeah and then things like this like honestly just conversations yeah where you talk to people who are also open and empathetic and like you know like in in it also and like mm -hmm. and, and like this kind of thing yeah that only helps people you. wouldn't believe you like it I, yeah. I don't think like you don't seem like you would like I, it. I see that. I get that. Yeah. Um, I get that. I mean, you're a rascal in your act. I kind of a little rascal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your act is rascally. It so is it's true. like, and your laugh is very fun to, you have a fun rascal laugh. That's true. That's true. I am a bit of a menace sometimes. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Bordering on. Yeah. yeah. It's a rascal bordering on menace. Yeah. But, um, um, but I so, do like it. But I, but I also also always saw the loneliness. So I'm happy to hear that you're, that you're, uh interested in pursuing it all right here's and then the final question which is movie of your life what's the arc who plays you Oof. this is uh this is the final question yeah god 
movie of my life what is the arc then we kill you it's the final yeah i mean it would be like the the story would be the one that we've told here yeah this guy who was like staring at the walls masturbating on the curtains in his hotel room (laughs) (laughs) and uh being like is this life (laughs) that's what i'm supposed to be doing and then he probably i'm a loner yeah he goes down just to get like some towels or something and then i don't know there's a sweet woman in there who's like it's like hey you should you never go outside (laughs) you know he's like how do you know where is it yeah yeah and uh and takes him by the hand and shows him you know Good to see like, i think it would be a guy who's like scared to be yeah. open and vulnerable and then it'd probably be a love story i guess you know but i don't but is it in in life is it a love story meaning not like you and christine aren't in love but i'm saying it's you, you your relationship with yourself yeah yeah that's what i, I it, it's more like i just mean it would be somebody who's breaking out into enjoy like feeling yeah. feeling really yeah. is really what i meant like they're they're like oh yeah life is about feelings and connecting with people and emotions you know yeah and then in the i don't know in the third act i mean can we just add a car chase yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and a murder to get your feelings yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you have to go your feelings yeah. are in the car ahead well he's the thing is that girl that took him by the hand you know kidnapped yeah well she, she just like one day she wasn't showing as much interest so yeah, he puts her in the trunk and he drives her up into uh, Griffith Park. Uh huh. <laughs> is something bad gonna happen? I was thinking yeah. she yeah. was your access to the feelings. Oh, sorry. This is what Bert was talking about, where you go too dark. Yeah, yeah. He says um, that a lot. Um, yeah. Where she she gets kidnapped. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And then no, you she have gets kidnapped. she gets kidnapped by right. somebody else. Sure. And you have to chase her. I like it in it to get her, but well, it's somebody's like, directed before. So thank you very thanks. much. Jeremy Piven movie called the goods. Don't look for it. Uh, um, and, uh, and yeah, but, and then you have to, it's like a 15 minute car chase. Yeah. Okay. And you some watches in it as well. Oh, there's watches too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm always like, what time? Yeah. What Where time is she? different watch? <laughs> I always Fuck watch. continuity. Um, yeah. And then who gets to play me? I know we know who your stunt double is. Joe Rogan. Let's not have him play me. No, I don't uh, think you should, but I'm saying he's a stunt double. He's a stunt double. Um, well, I mean, I'd want it somebody who has deep emotional capacity. Yeah. Maybe Daniel Day-Lewis will come out of retirement for this yeah. thing. Yeah. I would even, like, my favorite's Denzel, you know. Well, d- yeah. He's a little older now, so maybe it Denzel's happen. seething, though. His yeah. gift is seething rage that he doesn't let out. That's true. Like that's to me, that's like his his thing. I'll take Daniel Day, Christian Bale, Christian Bale, Christian Bale would be amazing because he'd get to gain weight. <laughs> he'd be like, "What do you weigh? Like two sixty? Like, hey, hey, Jesus Christ!" Yeah, like, no, I want to make this. Let's do more scenes from the two sixty range, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. we need to stop down for three months. Like, I'm gonna most lose of this movie's two thousand seven, bro. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, um, this is great, man. I I, I had a great felt time. like I got to. I got to know you better yeah. and uh, we connected emotionally. Yeah. yeah. We did. I love you. I love you too. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Segura, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>